Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and praise the Lord, all ye people. I believe that the Lord will visit you wherever you are. I believe that the Lord is going to bless you, is going to use you, is going to touch you. I believe that the words that I speak, you know, the words that I speak because they are life, they are not empty, they are life. It is the word of the Lord. You will be equally blessed just like you would be seated right here in this auditorium of this cathedral. I want to thank God that you took time to sit down, relaxing, taking a cup of tea. And today as you settle down, I guarantee you that I have the word of the Lord for this season. And therefore we ask that God will bless you and truly minister to you. These are difficult times. These are difficult times. And the Lord is faithful. We can count on one thing, the faithfulness of God. We don't understand every decision that the government makes or the governments make because there are people watching us from different nations. There is one thing that we, I want to declare as we begin this service, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. The promises of God are here and amen. His word is forever settled in heaven and he watches. He sits down as Jehovah God and watches his word to fulfill it. And therefore, I want to know that God will heal you wherever you are. God will minister to you wherever you are. God will speak to you in a language that you can understand. And you feel free to shout amen in your living room or in your workplace or in the comfort of your car, wherever you are watching us from. We bless the name of Jesus for that. And therefore, I want to begin with prayer. So can we all bow down for a word of prayer? Our most loving Father, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to gather again through social media. Thank you because it is not a mistake. It is not a calamity. It is not a disaster. We may never understand, but there is one thing we know, that the grace of God has not been shut down. Your grace still flows mightily like a mighty river. Your peace still reigns in our hearts, in our souls, and in our spirits. You are the miracle-working God. The power to heal is present. The power to deliver is present. The power to comfort is present. The power to reveal yourself is present. And therefore, God, I dedicate my God to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I pray that as I preach, God, from this exalted altar, you will be glorified. That we will feed the flock of God without taking advantage over them, without assuming them or even taking them for granted. We will feed them as the children of God, whatever they are. And you, as God, as we speak your word, then confirm your word with signs and wonders because that's, your, that's what you do. Then that's who you are. Therefore, Lord, I thank you and I bless you. God, thank you. Pray for every message that will be preached. Pray for every person that is listening and ask that, God, you will connect us by your spirit and minister to each one of us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen and amen. I'm excited that we can pray before we preach the service because there are people that are at home and they are not feeling well. There are people that are in their homes, on their living rooms, or some of them are hospitalized. 
And today we chose to begin by asking the healer to touch you. That is Jesus. Instead of doing it at the end of the service, we chose to begin it, in, uh, to do it in the beginning because you need to be touched by Jesus, the pain in your body to be rebuked, the high temperatures that you're going through to be terminated so that you can listen to this message that I'm bringing about right now. I want us this morning to turn to the book of Jeremiah chapter number 6 and verse 16. Jeremiah chapter number 6 and verse 16. And even as I read it, I want you to know and I want you to understand that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he changes not. The Bible says, thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see other versions of the Bible on the same scripture, Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16, says, stand at the crossroads. It is either a three-point uh, junction or a four-point junction like a cross, like the one I formed. But in other nations like United States, I have found places where there are five points, five roads meeting in one point. And uh, therefore, you realize it is not just three-point or two-point or three or four point, I have found five roads coming into a center, coming to meet at one point, and each person must give way to the other to come out. I also found a six-point road, pointed junction, where people come and they are controlled by lights, and that is where the Lord is inviting us to go to. Not to go to road number one or road number two or road number three or road number four, or road number five or six, but to go to the center where they meet. That is where the crossroad is, where they meet. I, Jeremiah invites us to go to the middle of those roads. We go and stand right at the center. He says, stand in the ways, stand in the crossroads. And he says, when you stand at that point where all the roads meet, you are not to drive. You are not to walk through. You are not to take the right or the left. The Bible says the first thing that we are supposed to do, the Lord says when you stand at the crossroads, stop and see. Take note. Use your eyes and look at every single of those roads. Leaving or terminating or moving, starting from that point, going to the right and going to the left, ahead or behind you, while you are in a standing position. He says, stand at the crossroads and number, and number one, see. Use your eyes. Look at those roads. Scan them with your eyes. Discern them with your eyes. You are not moving. You have not taken any. You are at the center. And you are to see. It means have a critical look. Examine those ways as they begin from that point and terminate at that point. You know, going outward and inward, terminating at that point. He says, stand there and see. 
The first thing is to look while you are at a standstill. The next thing he says, and ask for the old paths. Ask. While you are still in a standing position at the crossroads, the Bible says the next thing that you have to do after you have scanned the roads, looked into each one of them, understood where they are going and how they are going and which direction they are going while you are at a standstill at the center, he says then, look for somebody or get another, get an opinion. Ask somebody, ask, Uliza, Kiswahili. Ask for the old paths. Ask for the old paths. I will dwell on that one because I would want someone to understand. If you don't understand there, what that, that is the key, the key part of that text. Ask not for where does this way go? Where does this road go? Where, is the, where does this road head to? Where is it heading to? Is it going to Nairobi? Is it going to Mombasa? Is it going to Nyeri? Is it going to Kajado? Is it going to New York? Is it going to, um, you know, is it going to New Jersey? Is it going where? Where ask where the road is going. The Bible says you don't just ask where the road is going. You are looking for a road. What is that road? The old, the old path, the old path. Ask where, ask for the old paths. And I want you to underscore that. Where the good way is, where the good way is, you are looking for a way that worked for somebody else before. You are looking for a specific road that somebody else used before and arrived at their destination safely. They walked on it and they were safe. They drove on that road and they did not run into a trap or into a roadblock or a dead hand. The ways are many, and you are standing at the center of them all, the beginning of all of them, and you are asking for the old paths, where the good way is, the way that somebody else walked in, and they achieved their destiny. They arrived at their destination. They achieved their assignment, their mission here on earth, because they walked on the good way. Ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Walk in that good way. The Bible tells me I ask, for, I see first, I scan, I do some research when I'm looking, I ask questions, then I ask questions, and at the end of the questions, then I will be able to know where the good way is. I'll tie this to Proverbs. There is a way that seemeth right to a man. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, there is a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. It's a memory verse for years. From Sunday school, I was helped to know this scripture by my Sunday school teacher, bless her. She told me as a child that the Bible says there is a way in Proverbs 14, 12, 
that there is a way that seemeth right to a man. There is a way that looks good. There is a way that looks okay. There is a way that is pleasing to the eyes of a man or a woman. There is a way that looks harmless in the beginning. There is a way that doesn't look or portray any danger in the beginning. And we talk about, when we talk about a way, we talk about somebody's character, somebody's attitude, somebody's behavior. It, has, it, it encompasses behavior, it, it, somebody's behavior, somebody's character, somebody's uh, choices, somebody's decisions. It's a lot. It's not just a way. But the Bible says there are some ways that seem okay in the beginning to a person. But when you walk on those ways, when you follow those ways, when you live that kind of a life, when you conduct such a lifestyle, or follow blindly on that way of life, the Bible says its end is the way of death. There was no sign of death in the beginning, but as you add on that way in the middle, it becomes what? It, is, it turns catastrophic. It, begins a it becomes a death trap. It becomes a way to nowhere. It begins, it terminates your life and terminates your vision and your dreams and everything else. So when the Bible is inviting us in Jeremiah chapter number 6 and verse 16 that we stand on the ways or at the crossroads instead of moving, and ask for the old path where the good way is and walk in it is because it is not every way that looks okay, that seems right, that seems harmless, is the way. Some of them, the ways they lead to become the ways of death. Some of them, they become the ways of death. They become the ways of death. Some of them. Although they seem right in the beginning, that's why God is saying, don't just walk. Don't just start a journey. Don't just kind of decide to live a certain way of life and you just pull, drive through, you know, blindly move on it. No, stand on the crossroads. Don't before you take right or left, east or west, take a standing position, do some research, Look around, check everything around, and ask for the old paths. Ask for the old paths. And this is what you are asking, where the good way is. And what does the Bible say? After you find it, walk in it. And you will find what, church? You will find what? The Bible says that good way will give you rest for your souls. Rest is not just a position of immobility. Rest encompasses peace, fulfillment. Yeah? And who doesn't want to have peace? Who doesn't want to, be, to have peace in their lives? Who doesn't want to see the fulfillment of their dreams and their visions and aspirations? It encompasses security too. You feel secure. There's no threat into your life. If you are looking, if you are working, you enjoy your, the fruit of your labor. If you are a preacher like me, you see the fruit 
of the evidence of God's hand in my ministry and what you're doing. It says you will find rest for your souls. But I want you to look at how it ends. I wish I can finish it there without reading what is the last part of verse 16. Even after being told to ask for the, for the old ways, we have the good way and walk in it. The Bible says that, and having been given the promise, assured that they will find rest for their souls, what did they do? The Bible says, but they said, we will not walk in it. That gives us, brings us to the element of choice. 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 The Bible is the same for the Chinese. The Bible is the same for the Europeans. The Bible is the same for the Americans. The Bible is the same for atheists. The Bible is the same for Africans. The Bible is the same. John 3, 16, everywhere in the world. Reads for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. But then God, after telling you his way and his will for your life, he gives you the power to choose.